Welcome to Procopio Perspectives, a podcast featuring award-winning corporate and litigation attorneys providing useful legal insights on the latest issues of the day. Now, here's your host. I'm excited to have for this podcast series, the Dutch route, which I think is a very innovative way to at least get a peek as to what the prior art is going to look like when you file a provisional application or when you file a normal application. And I think it's a very cost-effective way to proceed with prosecution, especially with startups and smaller to mid-sized companies. With me here is Mr. Ernest Baton. Since we both have the first name, I will refer to you as Mr. Baton, if that's okay, to avoid any confusion. And so, Mr. Baton, do you mind giving an introduction of yourself and your firm? Yes, my name is Ernest Baten. Uh, thank you for this invitation. I'm a partner at AOMB, International Property Consultants in the Netherlands. I've been working there for more than 25 years, and now I'm responsible for foreign business, so foreign agents. I studied management science at a technical university, so I have a technical background, but I'm always looking for opportunities for ourselves and our clients for better routes and more efficient ways to file and prosecute applications. And that's how I found this opportunity, the Dutch route, for foreign agents and foreign applicants to file uh, applications in the Netherlands and have them searched by the EPO, which search can be used when filing a PC application or a European patent application. And <laughs> you recognize this, Mr. Wang, and you asked me to explain the, this route to you and to your clients. So here I am, and thank you for this invitation. It's great to have you here. So why don't we start with discussing the benefits of filing in the Netherlands, and if you can give an overview of what the Dutch route is, that would be extremely helpful to our clients. Yes, okay. Well, first let me introduce the possibilities to file patent application in the Netherlands. There are two ways you can file a Dutch patent application, which I will hereafter call a registered patent application directly at the EPO at the Dutch patent office and have it granted. As I mentioned, is it's a registered system, so there's no prosecution. You only need to request a, a search report and the search report will be published together with the granted application. The second opportunity is filing an EP application and validate the patent in the Netherlands. I will call this an EP application, although it's officially uh, only a Dutch part of the EP application. Validation can be done as a national validation in the Netherlands or through the recently unitary patent, which has for the Netherlands more or less the same effect. I have to mention that a direct national entry in the Netherlands of a PCT application is not possible. Getting back to the registered patent application, this can be a perfect way for applicants to prepare for a very smooth prosecution of subsequent EP application. Apart from that, Dutch patent applications are very inexpensive because you only have to find the application. There's no prosecution and the official fees are about 200 euros and you have to pay for the translation of the claims. And optionally, you can request for a search 
by the EPO. This is against an uh, initial, initial cost of about 700 euros, but it has large benefits, as I can explain uh, later on. When you file a patent application in the Netherlands, you have access to a very high quality litigation in Europe. The Dutch, the British and the German patent courts are known for their high quality decisions. And by filing a Dutch patent application, you get access to this low, to this high quality uh, decisions in the Dutch patent court. The cost of litigation in the Netherlands are uh, relatively low. As in summary proceedings, the costs can be about 25 to 100,000 euros for very complex ca cases. And a decision will be made by the Dutch patent court within about four or five months after the summons are sent to the other party. Decisions of the Dutch patent court are more or less recognized in other jurisdictions and well, an obje objective measure of the quality of our court's decisions is that in the unitary patent court, always a Dutch or a German patent uh, judge will be present together with two other judges. Yes, before I go into the Dutch route, maybe it's nice to give some background information. Most overseas colleagues think that the EPO has its main office in, in Munich. And it's only partly true. The EPO has two main offices, and the second one is located in The Hague in the Netherlands. In the 1970s, EP patent applications were searched in The Hague and examined in Munich. And years ago, the EPO recognized that this was a very inefficient way and decided to combine the search and the examination at one location. This resulted in a search report including a search opinion, and this search opinion is nothing less than a preliminary examination report. 50% of the cases are handled in Munich and are handled in the Netherlands. This was an opportunity for the examiners of the Dutch patent office, and most of them applied for a job as examiner of the neighbor at the EPO. Amongst others, for tax reasons, they could earn more, more than twice as much as the at the DPO, and as a result, the DPO lost most of its examiners. The EPO offered to examine Dutch patent applications for a reduced amount to compensate for this loss. So by filing a Dutch patent application, an applicant can get an EPO search report and a written opinion, and this allows the applicant to remove the EPO objections even before filing an EP or PCD application. And the search fee of the PCD application will be reimbursed in full or in part if the subsequent application has the identical set of claims or partly if the set of claims is amended. The search report will be available within ten, uh, eight to 10 months after filing. And because the written opinion includes all objections, of the EPO as if it were an EP application. Before filing the EP application, the applicant can remove all objections that were raised in the search opinion. Because the EP application is not filed then, the applicant has much more opportunities to remove the objections because the basis is not required as it is at the 
EP application. So by finding the Dutch patent application and getting the reimbursement, you can more or less for free have this search report with all benefits. And another advantage is that, in fact, the applicant can reduce the number of uh, examination reports, office actions by one, because the first office action was answered when preparing the subsequent filing. Um, I don't know whether this is clear uh, for you, Mr. Wang. Yes, so or does it need more elucidation? It sounds like, based on your explanation, there's tremendous advantages. One is that you get the equivalent of an EP search report or office action for a cost that is less than typically what applicants would even pay for a prior art search, for example, if they wanted to go to a prior art search firm. And secondly, because it's treated as an official EPO communication, then the EPO will mostly just issue the same search report or office action if you keep the claims the same and simply refund your fees. So besides being cheaper than a prior art search firm, you can actually reduce your costs entering into the EP and PCT. If you choose the EP as a search authority, you can also reduce your fees here. Is that a good summary? as to the advantages? Yes, that's a very good summary, Mr. Wang. And in addition, I can say that because of remuneration of the EPO examiners, they will stay at the EPO forever. So if a subsequent application is filed with a PCT with EPO as ISA, the subsequent application will land at the very same uh, examiner's desks. Um, so this examiner will never issue more objections because that would admit that he wouldn't have done his work properly in the first time. So it's very predictive. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So I, I think this is very beneficial to those kind of applicants, especially the smaller or mid-sized clients trying to decide whether to file a patent application in the first place to be able to get an EPO office action for fairly minimal cost. Uh, one question I have for you then is what kind of formal requirements do you need to file in the Netherlands? Because let's say that a smaller size client wants to file a provisional application and they just put together some claims that they think will they, they want to focus on for the novelty and obviousness search. How formal does the application have to be when one wants to file into the Netherlands to take advantage of this? Well, there are not many requirements for a Dutch patent application. A Dutch patent application should include at least one claim. And the restrictions for the claims are that the claims must be in the Dutch language, or we can file claims in the English language and translate it in Dutch. And the description can be in Dutch or in English. So yes, if the patent application has claim like language, it will normally be accepted by the Dutch patent office. Wow, that's great to hear. How about the number of claims? Because we know paying excess claim fees in the EPO is quite expensive. Is that the same in the Netherlands as well? No, luckily enough, we do not have uh, any limitation of the number of claims. So it sounds strange, but even if you have 30 or 40 claims, you still can get this EPO search report for just the search fee without payment of any additional claims fees. Wow, that's remarkable. So one in theory could even file for 100 claims and still get a search report in theory for 
all of the claims presented in front of the Dutch office. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And what we normally do is we, indeed for our domestic clients, we, we file 20 to 30 claims. And then before filing the EP application, we combine the number of claims to reduce the number 15. So that's very convenient for, for example, US applicants who are used to file, I think, 20 claims because that's the, the limit in, in the US. So reducing 20 claims to 15 is quite easy and we have much more possibilities to combine claims than you have in the US. So that's no problem at all. To combine 100 claims to 15, that's a challenge, <laughs> I have to say, but we're quite experienced in, in reducing the number of claims. Very good. So let's say if we have this giant application and we want to file several continuation applications off that Dutch application because maybe there's different claim scopes that we want to also have examined by the Dutch PAN office. Can you tell me about the continuation or divisional practice in the Netherlands? Are there any restrictions in regards to how many we can file or any color that you can give on that? This is quite similar to uh, EP practice. So as long as a patent application is pending, so not granted and not withdrawn or rejected, divisional applications can be filed. It's not possible to file continuation-like applications, which include more subject matter than the originally filed parent application. So there is a limitation. The limitation is not restricted to, let's say, the independent claims as filed. If there's basis for further inventions in the description of the patent application, then this description can be used to draft new claims for the visual application. If you have several inventions in one application, which is something that happens quite a lot for the smaller companies where they want to put as much as they can into one PCT application, then it's possible that you could have every single invention in that application examined as long as it supported them using this Dutch route? Not really, not in, in, in one time, because if there are several independent claims which are not related to the same invention, the EPO also for Dutch patent applications will uh, issue a, a lack of unity problem and uh, they will only search the first invention. But indeed, you can then file divisional applications and have them have the second, third and fourth invention searched as well. Yeah, that's what I had meant for the divisional practice. And it sounds like you can keep the timeline since for PCT applications, you normally get 30 months to decide which countries to file in. But if the Dutch respond within a year for each invention, you could have at least two inventions examined. One is your main one and then your divided application. And you can possibly save costs that way if they have already examined those claims. Yeah, that's correct. So another question that I have for you, since you mentioned both the the benefits of filing in the Netherlands, both from a prosecution standpoint and a litigation standpoint as well, let's turn to the litigation side for a bit. So let's say if I file for a registration in the Netherlands and for some reason, maybe the, the search report comes back and says that all claims are allowable, presumably that would allow you to get an EP grant fairly easily too. But Let's say the applicant only wants to defend in the Netherlands for whatever reason. So how defensible would that registered application be if you had a favorable search report from the EP? The search report of the EPO is is a 
good indication, of course, of the patentability of the application. However, if Dutch patent application is filed, it's well, it's searched but not examined. It will be granted because we have this uh, registration system. If a third party wishes to attack the the patent after grant, the, the third party first has to go to the Dutch patent office and ask for an advice, as you call it. And this advice is not just an advice. It's it takes written proceedings and oral proceedings at the DPO with the third party and the patentee. With this advice, the third party has to go to the court, to the Dutch patent court, and the Dutch patent court will again start proceedings, again, first written and then oral hearing before it comes to a decision. The Dutch patent office and the Dutch patent court apply more or less the same rules to, <coughs> to assess novelty and inventive step as it does at DPO. So it's it's quite de defendable because a third party needs to take two subsequent steps before Dutch patent court will take a decision. So it sounds like it's very difficult for a defendant to assert invalidity if they had to. Well, what about asserting such a registration? Let's say if we did have a favorable search report and we want to assert it against an infringer, now, what would the steps be for doing so? Do you mean what it would take from the uh, patentee to defend the patentability of the application? Yeah, both. Defend the patentability of the application and also assert it against an uh, infringer in the Netherlands. The patent is granted, so even if the search report was not favorable, the patent is still granted and the, the third party has to get this patent nullified and otherwise it will stay in place. Infringement can be assessed. I'm not sure whether I understood your question. You did. So okay. basically the plaintiff can simply assert, but then it, it sounds like it's up to the defendant to challenge the validity because from what I understand from what you're saying, once it's yeah. registered, it's just presumed to be valid, even if there is a, a unfavorable search report. Yes, that's correct. And the uh, penalty only has to react to objections or arguments of the third party to invalidate the patent. And the applicant doesn't have to provide arguments why the patent is valid, only counterattack the attacks of the uh, third party. And then it sounds like a very favorable jurisdiction for a plaintiff. Uh, it's really up to the, de the defendant to prove that the patent's invalid and, and they would have to go through two steps, as you mentioned, the EPI and yeah, the yeah. Dutch court. Yeah, that's, that's correct. So besides what sounds like a fairly difficult process for a defendant to defend against an infringement suit. Are there any particular reasons why would one would want to choose to litigate in the Netherlands? Yes, because the, the Dutch patent court is known for its high quality decisions. The decisions uh, of the Dutch patent court would normally be uh, taken over by uh, smaller countries. The, the German and the British patent court would have an independent opinion, but often they are quite similar. Sometimes they deviate. <laughs> Rarely they are opposite, but having this uh, decision of the Dutch patent court gives a good direction to which two decisions which other patent courts will go. Again, it's it's a very inexpensive, relatively inexpensive procedure. As I told, 20 
200,000 euros for complex cases. It is quite a lot of money, but compared to, for example, the US system, it's very uh, inexpensive. And how are the damages or maybe remedies such as injunctions in the Dutch system? Are they fairly good compared to the rest of Europe or would you uh, see them well, better? They're quite comparable. We do not know um, double or triple damages as you have in the, in the US. But as the damages can just be, you can ask for compensation of the damages. Well, and there are some standards like the profit uh, the infringer made with the product or the real damages of the patentee. After the Dutch patent of, uh, court decided that there's an infringement of patent, then there will be a separate procedure to calculate uh, the damage. It should be very clear during the proceedings, then a damage will be decided and otherwise there can be separate proceedings if that's complex. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much for this great summary about filing in the Netherlands, the Dutch route and its benefits, which I'm sure that our clients will definitely try to take advantage of, especially since they get what is free office action from the EPO. In comparison to paying a fee to a search firm, you can get a free look at what the EPO is going to tell you anyway for much cheaper, at least that's what it sounds like. So it's a great benefit and I hope more clients in the US will take advantage of this route. I think I can add something more because I forgot to tell that the EPO examiners draft this written opinion and the written opinion can be sort of guideline how to prepare the EP application. However, sometimes the EP examiners even write the solution, how to get rid of the objections the examiner made. So <laughs> you have just the, the objections and the solution to get rid of it. So last well, last month I, I received this off-section for a Dutch route application and the examiner mentioned that the application was not clear because some features were missing and it was not novel because the same features were missing. And then at the end he noted if you add those features, he literally wrote down the features, then all uh, objections as well, clarity as novelty would be removed. So that's far some examiners go to help uh, an applicant to a smooth prosecution. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, really and compared to a search of a firm, yes, that's just an opinion and a search. But during EP prosecution, you get another examiner which can either find different prior art or have a different opinion about the prior art. But because the search report for the Dutch patent application will be searched and examined by the same examiner during ECT or EP prosecution, you don't get surprises. Yeah, it's definitely a benefit. I think more American companies should look at. So do you have any final takeaways directed at your American or international audience about yes, well, filing <laughs> the Netherlands? Well, many, but what I wanted to add is the Netherlands is a very small country. We only have 18 million inhabitants. So why should you apply for uh, Dutch patent protection? You may know that we have a very large harbor of Rotterdam and 20% of the imports in Europe enter Europe through this harbor. So infringing products from Asia, for example, enter the Rotterdam Harbor and there they, they can be stopped if they infringe the Dutch patent. So the protection goes much, much more further than only protection 
for the Netherlands. It's also for Germany, because 20% of the products goes through the Dutch uh, harbor through Germany and other countries. So while we have only a small country, you have a, an enormous protection by just a simple Dutch patent application. And I, I don't think many Americans will realize that this is the case. <laughs> so you stop everything in the Netherlands, you stop everything for most of Europe, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less, yes. Well, thank you very much for giving this podcast, then, Mr. Batten. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Rang, for getting this opportunity to explain how the Dutch systems works and how your, your clients can benefit from uh, what you call the Dutch routes. We hope you enjoyed this Procopio Perspectives podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already and visit Procopio.com to learn more about Procopio. Thank you for listening.